Today's episode begins much like many of the papers that I wrote in high school, meaning turning to the dictionary and quoting a definition. We discuss why this word comes up so often when I'm watching sports on TV. I tell you about a story in which my mentor in seminary wouldn't let me off the hook, and I wind up learning something, even though I really didn't want to. And we turn to the words of Walt Whitman. Well, sort of. All on the way to answering the question, what's so wrong with tolerance? Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest, and you're invited along for the journey. Okay, I will admit that after my last episode, I got questioned regarding my negative assessment of the word tolerance. So, let's talk about that today. Let's take a look at this word and see if, well, if I missed the mark when I said that tolerance is not the goal. The entry for tolerance in the American Heritage Dictionary has this as its primary definition, the capacity for or the practice of recognizing and respecting the beliefs or practices of others. Now, The truth is, if we want to stop here, then we can certainly say that regardless of what I so recklessly said about this word in my last podcast, the capacity for or the practice of recognizing and respecting the beliefs and practices of others, well, it's hard for me to argue with that. Instead, one should just hear this as being an admirable trait and not a negative one. So let's now move to the origin of this English word. Back around the early 15th century, this word's original meaning was endurance fortitude, as in the face of discomfort, suffering, pain, hardship, that kind of stuff. So at least from the beginning in English, and I'm emphasizing English here because the word may well have earlier origins in another language, and I'm just not going to be talking about that here. So as I was saying, from the beginning, the word did not have the meaning of respecting the practices of others, but instead emphasized one's ability to endure suffering. Now, it might be fair to say, yes, Dan, the original word wasn't referring to dealing with people with differing belief systems or practices. The original word was really focused on personal suffering. Got it. So tolerance was about enduring suffering and pain, like how on average a professional American football player has a much higher pain tolerance than the usual person on the street. Now, I actually don't know if this is true. I've never seen a study on it. I'm just pretty sure that most of us, meaning me, would get hit once by an NFL defensive player and would say, you know what? I think I'll find something else to do. That is, after a lot of swearing and pain had taken place and wondering if I'd ever walk again. When I watch football, tolerance is on my mind. Tolerance because I often wonder at the pain tolerance of these athletes. So tolerance was originally talking about your ability to endure pain or hardship and had little to nothing to do with the viewpoints or practices of others. So talking about the meaning of the word today, why not just take the definition of 
the American Heritage Dictionary that I gave you before and be happy with its newer and more modern connotation and be done with it? Well, first, I started with the American Heritage definition because, well, to be honest, it was pretty much the only dictionary that gave the word tolerance this positive spin. Everyone else gives this word a definition that tolerance is the capacity to live with or allow to exist differing beliefs or more specifically beliefs that you find to be wrong or unacceptable. Even in the world of manufacturing, tolerance is a level of variance that you're going to allow in the product before you start throwing it away. In other words, tolerance is a decision as to how much of a drift away from optimal, what is good, you're willing to learn to live with. And in truth, all of this makes sense, right? The origin of the word meant to tolerate pain and discomfort, something unpleasant. So it's natural that when we start using this word to talk about our relationships with other people, that we use it to describe a level of acceptance for people with whom we disagree or who have customs that make us uncomfortable. Years ago, while I was in seminary, I was required to do two years of serving at a local parish while I was also going to school. Part of the program was that I had a committee of non-ordained people, all chosen from within the parish where I was serving, who met with me on a regular basis about once a month to give me feedback on things like my sermon or a class I taught, or just help me think about and process, discuss the experiences I was having in parish ministry. The first time we had a real meeting was following my first sermon in that church. And this gathering was, well, it was not an altogether pleasant experience for me. I guess I'd expected them to be a lot more supportive and not quite so challenging. One woman in particular in this group always dissected my sermons in a way that was uncomfortable for me. It felt as if every single statement I made during my sermons that I made about what God wanted from us or what we should expect from each other, well, she would challenge me on that, ask me to prove myself. Finally, I turned to my fieldwork supervisor, an ordained minister at the church where I was serving, named Rob. I was asking to see if I could, well, in truth, dissolve the group and form a new one. I knew this was a long shot but I was hoping I could convince Rob of my point of view. And my greatest fear was that he was going to expect me to have tolerance for these people, especially this woman. Instead, he said, well, what have you done so far? After I told him, and he said, well, it doesn't sound like you all have spent any time getting to know each other. Why don't you take a session or two and tell each other your stories? You know when you're a kid and you turn to your parent because you're having some sort of problem in your life and you want the parent to just make it go away, and instead they give you some sort of infuriating advice? Infuriating because they expect you to get some sort of life-learning experience out of this. And that's exactly what Rob did. I will admit it, I thought it was the dumbest idea I'd ever heard. I was genuinely struggling with what felt to me to be a destructive group, and Rob was, as far as I was concerned, suggesting we sit around a circle and sing Kumbaya. But if I did it his way, this is my thinking, if I did it his way, and I really didn't have any choice whether or not I was going to do it his way, and it still failed, well, then I could prove that I needed a different group. So, we told our stories. 
And eventually we got to the woman who was, well, driving me absolutely crazy. And she told us about her kids. She shared that they were now grown with families of their own. Her daughter had married a member of another faith. The daughter had converted, and she was raising her kids in this new tradition. Now, to be honest and fair to her, she never said anything that was negative as she told her story. She never complained that her daughter had left the true path, as one might say, or that she grieved about this, or even that she was worried about the choice her daughter had made. But from my perspective, it totally changed the way I experienced this member of my group. I came to realize her questions for me, weren't meant to challenge me as a person. They were intended to question and learn about the foundation of the faith that she had taken at face value until her daughter chose a different spiritual journey. Of course she was asking difficult questions. I would be asking those same questions if I were in her shoes. The word tolerance is about learning to put up with people who are wrong when you consider yourself to be right or superior. Just as in the case with me and my fieldwork committee, the truth is, once I began to understand who she was, I truly came to love her and appreciate the questions she asked. Did her questions still sometimes sting? Yes, but not because she intended them to. They stung because they were so well asked that they often caused me to realize that I needed to be aware of a broader perspective when I was writing my sermons. The problem with the word tolerance for me is that it always implies judgment. It seems to me to be another way of saying something along the lines of, love the sinner, hate the sin, which is to me just a clever way to justify our judgment of each other. So the word tolerance is just a sneaky way of allowing judgment into our lives. And on the subject of judgment, actually, Jesus was pretty clear. In the book of Matthew, he says, Do not judge so that you may not be judged. For with the judgment you make, you will be judged. And the measure you give will be the measure you get. There's a temptation to think that tolerance is a gift we are giving to the world around us. But as I just said, it's just repackaged judgment. Instead, the goal I think God has for us in relationships is to go through life with a spirit of generosity in our relationships to generously offer others the same level of a desire to understand other people that we hope they will offer us as well. In an episode of Ted Lasso recently, Ted shares a quote that had a profound and life-changing effect on him. Here it is. Be curious, not judgmental. This Walt Whitman quote is plastered across the internet as well as it's available on t-shirts, coffee mugs, and of course, bumper stickers. Unfortunately, Walt Whitman didn't actually say it. It's one of those things that's been attributed to him for years, but he didn't write it, nor was he ever heard to have said it. Fortunately, the words are still spot on as we complete this podcast today, as spot on for our charge as we go forth into our lives. Let us all venture forth into the world 
with a healthy, robust curiosity while we leave the judgment behind. That's all for today. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you get notified of future episodes. Also, you can find me on Facebook and YouTube. Just search for SkyPilot FaithQuest. And if you'd like to get in touch with me by email, my address is dan at skypilot.zone. On your spiritual journey, may you ask questions, seek answers, and boldly go wherever the quest takes you. Thanks for listening to SkyPilot FaithQuest. I invite you to send me a question or leave a review. And remember, the sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions.